This is a podcast where we discuss the everyday struggles and victories of parenting in the modern world. Better kids, better world. Better families, better kids. Blaze family. Better kids, better world. Hey everyone, it's Justin, founder of Blaze, back for a, another podcast. I've got an exciting guest today. Um, my daughter knew who he was and what, what he's accomplished because uh, he was actually on America's Got Talent uh, season 13 in 2018 with his dance company, Future Kings. The Future Kings. The Future Kings. And uh, his name's Alan Washington. He's a father of two beautiful boys, uh, five and almost two. And we've, able, we've been able to connect over that uh, a few minutes before the podcast, and I want to dive right in. So, Alan, you'll do a far better job than me, you know, uh, sharing who you are and what you've accomplished. And so I'm going to pass it over to you. Well, um, I'm 22 years old. I'm very young. Had kids at a young age. I was still in high school. But um, I honestly think it was one of the greatest things that could have ever happened. Um, it helped me grow up at a younger age. Um, my mom was super into pushing us in the right direction. We, we grew up in uh, Long Beach, California, so it wasn't the greatest area. But oh, you grew up in, in Long Beach? Yeah. Wow, okay. It's, it wasn't the greatest area, but it was warm. <laughs> so, you know, that's Long Beach to Elgin, huh? Yeah. Like, that's <laughs> <laughs> right, it's ideal. Um, so, yeah, after I had children, um, I, I really try to dive into my education and um, get into the work, get into working as soon as possible, be able to, you know, fund my creation. <laughs> yeah, right. Which, you know, uh, that's commendable because there's Thank you. plenty of uh, young people when they have kids. I mean, sometimes, you know, especially fathers, uh, mm-hmm. even when they're older, they run the other direction. My father. Like, yeah. he was the perfect example. And, like, I'm, my mom helped us learn this lesson. My brother is very well with it as well. Um, like, we, we don't want to be the product of our environment. Like, yeah. we had all like all the tools to be like horrible people but all the excuses right exactly, like you could, yeah. you could have just said well it was my destiny you know mm-hmm. and like, you chose we the other use those as excuses and at this point it we took them as lessons rather than like reasons why we could have done this the easier way or anything like that yeah um our but you had, I, I'd imagine you really attribute a lot of that to your mother. Oh, definitely. My mom is my mom and dad. I mean, it <laughs> sounds know? like she was a superhero. Yeah. yeah. She she did everything. She worked, you know, and we, we rarely got to see our mom. But at the same time, her working so much, it like she made sure she came back and she spent our time with us. And like, you know, she, she did everything that she could. And is your brother younger or older? Older, by 15 months. We're almost Irish. Okay, terms, I was gonna, so. so close enough that he wasn't necessarily like... Mm-hmm. You guys were pretty much in the same boat. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. The whole entire time. We were glued to each other's hips. Yeah. That's amazing. So did, did you move with your mom to yeah. Illinois? So, um, well, my brother was born in Illinois. He was born in Elk Grove Village, I believe. And okay. then um, as soon as he was born, my mom moved to California. She was pregnant with me. And um, she just knew, knew you had to be a California baby. She knew it. Like, yeah. Like, knew. he can't be born here. Yeah. We gotta, he's got to be born in California. <laughs> um, exactly. Um, I was born in Sacramento, California, and um, was born and raised out there. At 15, my mom was like, hey, you guys need family. <laughs> and we were like, what? What's that? And then uh, we moved out here. Um, we oh, lived she, in Chicago for a little bit. Did she bit. come back before that? Did, or uh, she, she would come back here and there, like, 
to visit. Oh, but your like extended family was back here. Our whole entire family was gotcha. Back here. Yeah. Like it you was need literally that my support. brother, yeah. my mom, and that was it. Okay. And then um, my mom got remarried um, while we were in California and had my little sister. Okay. So oh, you got a little sister yeah, too. Yeah, she is. She's literally my brother and myself mixed into one person. How old is she? She's now she's ten years old. Oh wow. She's amazing. Well, so we were just talking. My son's eleven. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's a. Uh, they're they're powerful little creatures. Yeah, you know, like they grew up a lot faster than. I mean, I'm a different generation than you, but probably. Hey, you, I'm you know? telling you, they they grow up way quicker than I did. Like it's it's crazy, and I you know I tip the hat off to technology. I'm not gonna lie that it does a, a big portion of it. You know, yeah. they it's if you use it right, if you use those tools in a positive way, they can they can learn better. Well, yeah, I mean, they have access to, like, the supercomputer on the, in their hand, right? Yeah. So it's it's perfect for any young person that's got curiosity. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and they all do, right? But, mm-hmm. like, what did, what did I have when I was, I mean, I had to go to the library yeah, and check rocks. out a book and read it the old-fashioned way if I was curious. Yeah. Forget that. Encyclopedias, do you yeah. remember those? Oh. I couldn't YouTube the speed version of it or Wikipedia <laughs> or whatever, but it, it's amazing. They have spark notes? Yeah, right. <laughs> Dude, they have books in summaries. Like, it's a whole summary. Like, you, instead of reading a chapter, you can read a summary on it and it gives you all the, like, the most important details. Oh, so right. like, oh yeah, I read it. Like, I think for, like, nonfiction, that would be good. That would be, that mm-hmm. wouldn't work for fiction. Yeah. I, I haven't tried it for a fiction book. Yeah. But you know what works is, like, if you do, like, an audible, and I, I'll put it on, like, uh, three times, and it's like mm-hmm. the chipmunks talking. <laughs> and, like, you get used to, well, there, there's a speed that's way too fast, but, like, you, I can at least do two times the speed, two mm-hmm. and a half times, especially nonfiction, because I'm just trying to, like, a lot of these books are just the a details, lot of fluff. the importance, though. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So if it's, like, self-help, it's like, I don't need all the backstory. Just tell me about it. <laughs> um, just listening for it. Well, it sounds like you guys have I saw you all out in Elgin now. Um, no. So I live by myself. I live with my two boys. Um, okay. Got a little apartment in Elgin. Um, my mom lives in Addison, and my brother as well. He has a house with uh, the the rest of the Future Kings. Yeah. So we're all put up. Yeah. So let's talk about the Future Kings. So I did a little bit of an intro, but um, I was telling you the story that I was walking my kids to school, and I was like, I said, I've got I've got podcast interviews. Today. Oh, really? Cool. I'm like, yeah, you, you guys remember uh, that Chicago dance company that was on America's Got Talent not that long ago? And, uh, and my son's like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. And then my daughter's like, wait, you know, with the, with the little kids? Like, like, re- like really energetic? I'm like, and she goes, I remember them. And she was like, daddy, that's so cool. He's talking <laughs> to this guy. So, uh, which was great because, you know, it's, it, what you've done and getting on that platform, you really, you know, I think impacted and inspired people. And I think that was our goal. The fact that you, you're clearly a great leader because you didn't just do it with a bunch of, you know, 20 somethings. You, Mm -hmm. you had young children that were out there disciplined and executing on a routine. So um, talk about the future Kings and then talk about like how that came to be that, you know, you, are still very young, but you're clearly mm-hmm. like a born leader. Yeah, right? my and brother and I actually started it. Um, we when we were moving from California, um, we we had a little dance group out there. It wasn't anything too seriously, but it was it was built off our friendship. And yeah. being in California for so long with no family, just my brother and I, 
our families, like, our friends became family for us. Like, it was, we grew with commitment, loyalty, and all that with our friends. Yeah. So, um, it, it, it Which could go the other direction in California. Oh, it definitely can. You know? And that was, like, that's the biggest thing. Like, I, I can say Dan saved my life. Yeah. If my mom didn't, like, she was very adamant on, yo, you guys stay in the house. I, you guys don't need to be anywhere that you don't need to be. Mm-hmm. Like, it was too much of it. There's too many examples of it out there. Yeah. You know, and um, so us... My, I actually started dancing first. My brother was, like, just the greatest supporter of all time. Like, he knew all the dance moves, but he just never danced. He was too So cool. he was, like, your coach. He was, exactly. like, check this move out. Exactly. This is what you got to like, do. His man was, like, he's, he would call out the moves. I would, okay. He's, like, so by nature, he's probably more of a behind the scenes where he knew that you were, like. At, at the moment, my brother, he's one of, like, man, this man is one of the greatest leaders that I've had the opportunity to work with. And it's yeah. it's awesome. Um um, at this point, he's leading the Future Kings in, like, in this direction that, like, it's it's unfathomable. Like, this man, like, he has a group of us, and, like, and they all range. Our group is a lot bigger than it was when we were on America's Got Talent. We're taking more kids in, and, like, these kids, they all come from different backgrounds. And a lot of them are similar from, like, the way we grew up, and to see the same kind of effect that this is this is what their life revolves around now, like— yeah. It, it is How do you the greatest find the feeling kids? ever. Um, social media, um, high school, like a lot of our crew was built in a high school. Like, yeah, our high school was. Are you actively recruiting, or are you well known enough now that they're all sort of seeking you out? Yeah, like we don't we don't actively recruit at this point. It's um, you know, if we if we see the dedication, if we see how much you love it, our like our biggest thing is you have to love your craft just as much as right. we love ours, and that's a lot. You know, you have to be just as passionate, just as dedicated. You know, you have to take time to practice just just like we do. Because you won't you won't be able to have the resilience. Exactly. You know, to overcome defeat and mm-hmm. push yourself because you guys can only push them so far. Exactly. If they're not waking up in the morning and saying, I, I got to get that move down. How do mm-hmm. I get that move down? You know, they're going to have a limit, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, I have that when I was trying to figure out what kind of company I wanted to build, it became clear to me it better be around. It better allow me to stay with around my kids, yeah, and uh, be a love of mine, and, and it's something that comes natural because it's going to be really hard, and it has been. But it's like when you believe in something, you're like, I don't care, like how many times you knock me down, I'm going to get up. Exactly. I don't care if I'm going to bed paranoid and fearful. I'm going to wake up in the morning and be like, got this, you know. Yeah. And you're finding kids that have that in them at a young age and maybe they have it a little bit but you're nurturing it exactly which is amazing and like i think the biggest thing for kids is showing them that it's possible you know like if we can be the example for that then they're like okay you know like i don't have a reason to quit anymore like they think that failure is is the reason to stop that is the reason to keep going okay i failed now i need to take my notes see what i did wrong here what i can do better you know and and take that and grow from that yeah you know and that's that's our biggest thing is we work off formulas. So if it's like, okay, this formula, there's something there's something wrong here. Let's troubleshoot. And then we'll take this piece out and then work with that. Okay, that didn't work. Put that back. Take this out. Yeah. That doesn't work. Okay, let's try to mix it up again. It's it's living in the solution, not the problem. Exactly. It's attitude of continuous improvement, right? I mean, it's like constantly going back to the drawing board mm-hmm. right like you got to be optimistic you got to like have you yeah. know the belief you got to have the work ethic dude you look at that is the biggest thing the work ethic has to be there but you look at like you know, people want to you know 
talk negatively about millennials or young kids. And, but that's a bunch of BS because I've, I've worked with and I've managed and I've been led by uh, people of all age groups. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's more rare, you know, at any age group to find uh, all of those things that, that you're teaching and developing in your dance company because pe- people, I don't know, like maybe they had it at some point, maybe they didn't, but it's, it's, it's shocking to me how rare it is out there in the workplace where people have that attitude of like, yeah. living the solution, I got this, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take risks, I'm going to admit when I fell down and, and try to mm-hmm. fix it. I think everybody gets sort of stuck in this sort of like, let me just sort of gloss over my mistakes. Yeah. Let me put the smoke and mirrors up and like dodge it, right? Rather than facing it head on. And mm-hmm. you're teaching these kids these valuable lessons at a very young age that they can carry with them the rest of their lives. And trust me, like see, I've read plenty of articles where CEOs are like, forget Ivy League education. We want grit. We want yeah. resilience. We want courage. We want creativity. We want optimism. We want confidence. Confidence. Like, there's, there's a lot to it. And I mean, but what, how do you get confidence? That's what people don't understand. Like, how do you get confidence in success? It's a lot of pain mm-hmm. and insecurity and falling down. Exactly. A lot of there. denial, a lot of failure like that, that builds that because it builds the experience. Yeah. If you don't have the experience, like confidence is very hard to gain. You know, um, a lot of people like I know my biggest thing um, a few years ago was my confidence. And my brother, he's always had that. Like, that was one thing that he's always had was his confidence he was very just the way he walked the way he spoke it, it was with purpose you know and, but yeah uh, it wasn't ego it wasn't cocky no, not it, at was, all. it was it was self-assuredness because he yes. knew he he knew what he wanted exactly yeah and um and that that again that comes with you know what like the journey that you guys go through so like if you can if you can put yourself in that position and and really work for it then that will come with it that grows it, it grows on you yeah. So, and he, it sounds like he's been a good leader to you. Yeah. You know, because it was a big brother. Mm-hmm. He could have been like, come on, don't be a punk, you know? And yeah. I'm sure he did that occasionally, but. <laughs> no, I got a little knuckle sandwich. <laughs> but, you know, but it, but it, it sounds like what he had for you and still does is love mm-hmm. and empathy. So if he saw that you were struggling or self conscious, like, when you have love for somebody, you try to understand like why is, why is he like what what what's the block here, and how as a leader do I have to help? How, how can I help him get over yeah. that, you know, as opposed to, oh come on man, you can do it, you know. So mm-hmm. talk about it. like do you have an example of like when you were struggling and your confidence wasn't there and something that your brother did for you that was effective. My brother like he works off examples like that's. I think my favorite thing about him is he doesn't just, like, give you a solution and tell you that, and it's like, all right, cool. He'll give us, um, like, like if I'm, like, my biggest thing was when I would, would be around certain people, I would feel like I had this, like, this brace on me. And I, I like, it, it was a mindset, really. And my yeah. brother, he would he would What kind of people? What were the people that were most likely to be judging you? No, or? not even that. Just those who are in the position that I wanted to be in already. Like, if they're a famous dancer or a famous artist... Then you'd clamp up. Exactly. Like, it was nervous. And I don't know how I would really explain it. Like, anxiousness or whatever, whatever that feeling was, it just, it made my body, like, temporarily paralyzed for a second, you know? And my brother, he would always place himself in that position first then. You know, he'd be like, okay, bro, like, just maybe you're thinking too much, but 
let we can do this together, you know, and then he would go and he would place himself in that position and he knew either way I'm right here. And as soon as he breaks the ice, then, you know, I can do it. Like he's like, listen, I yeah, I can play that role. Mm-hmm. Let me break the ice. Let me step out in front. Right. Exactly. And that's a leader, right? He's in the trenches with you and say, Hey, I'll go first and mm-hmm. watch. I ain't gonna get, you know. Exactly. I ain't gonna freak out. Um that, and that gives you a lot of confidence. And then at some point, that wasn't necessary. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, at and now moment, you're probably doing that for kids. Exactly. So yeah. um, we have a company called Canvas. K-N-V-S. Boom. Right there. Okay. And um, we, we kind of have the same concept as our dance crew, the Future Kings. But um, it's on an, uh, an aspect for every single form of art. How can you find Canvas, by the way? Um, you can look us up on Instagram at Canvas House. It's K-N-V-S House. Um, we're in the middle of building our website as well, um, on YouTube, on Twitter, Facebook, everything is Canvas House. Okay, cool. And, um, we, our goal eventually, you know, in the future, our long-term goal is to have, um, a a warehouse space or maybe even a building where every floor or every portion is portioned off for your form of art. So we have a music studio section, we have dance studio, we have, um, post-production for editing and and things like that we even have like areas that if you want to if like you just have the gift of gab and you you want to speak there's portions for that and at like at the same time that we teach them how to progress you might be a great poet you might not be a great singer but you could be a great poet you You put somebody with a microphone and they find their voice just that could be sampled into things Mm -hmm. and be powerful exactly there's there's so many like there's so it's like it's like it's like i always tell my kids like Find a way to express it. We're all artists, and an artist is somebody that expresses the reality that they see so that other people can potentially relate to it, exactly. right? And feel less alone and feel right. And you connect with them, and it's like you're building like the utopian, like expression studio, mm-hmm. right? Like it doesn't, don't come in and be like, oh, I can't draw, so therefore I'm not an artist, or I can't sing, therefore I'm not, or I can't play guitar. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. Like you can talk. Yeah. Right. So let's start with that. And then you may find that when your confidence gets there, you could do these other things. Exactly. So, yeah. That's amazing, man. So, yeah, that's the goal. That's what Canvas is. Um, so right do you now have we, a space? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We have a headquarters. It's in Streamwood, Illinois right now. So okay. um, you're all over the place, man. Yeah. Like, Streamwood is not near Elgin. Elgin, I mean, it's like 15 minutes away. Is it's it really? Not, yeah, it's not too far. Well, I don't, I'm thinking Streamwood is like 55 no, it's not 55? No, it's, it's around the Schaumburg area. Oh, okay. I'm thinking of something else. So, yeah, it's not okay. too far. Okay. Um, so in, is the purpose of it to s- similar to the Future Kings where you're going to be grooming and sort of mentoring? Yes. So young people can, and they can understand how all these components go into art, right? Yes. So it's like you you record, but then you have the post-production. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know? like that we also teach like, this day and age, like social media is such a platform for like these young aspiring influencers in general. Like they they have, like you said, a supercomputer in their hand and the way they can connect and communicate with other artists on the other side of the globe, it's like it's crazy. Yeah. And so we help them with the formulas, we help them with content creation and then we help them on other aspects with like with their confidence, you know, like we have workshops that just solely uh, help and nurture your confidence that that help you know you're, you're speaking with other people your communication with other artists your um your artists and relations like all of that is all within canvas and 
How long have you had that going on? Seven months. Wow. And um, is it a nonprofit or is no? It not yet. That's eventually want I want to make. Or? Yeah, I want to branch out and have like a Canvas Cares and do a non-for-profit and just give back to those that aren't in like the most ideal areas. Is it a for-profit now? Yeah. Okay. Um, and then people would pay like a like a little tuition or whatever mm-hmm. to to go to like, it. Like so, what we do is every Friday we have these workshops. And right now, like we're, you know, we charge a little bit for them to come into the workshop because it's, yeah. it's a it's a beautiful space. So they can do, you know, like they can have photos, they can record music and um, it's essentially they're renting out the space. right now. Yeah. You know, so I signed my son up for like a, a summer camp, like in the in Chicago, like three years ago. And it kind of had that, but it was like a marketing ploy. And I'm and the reason I'm saying this is because yours is authentic. Theirs was sort of a gimmick for parents that oh, there's a, there's an area where they can go into a booth and they can record. There's a they can make f- movies and you know. So you, I had a vision of kind of like what you're talking about. When mm-hmm. they got there, it was all bootleg. It was just like no one was helping them. No one was teaching them. It was all just and and. But then w- what you're talking about, dude. I mean, I mean, thinking about like a summer camp. Exactly. I, there would be parents that would line up to have their kids be able to be exposed to all these elements like content creation. Uh, so like it's sort of prepping to build content. It's building content, which is pre post, you know, during post. And then it's the marketing of that exactly. content. And then it's your life skills along the way. I mean, I say drop out of school and go to, to campus. You feel me? Like, and this yeah. is, these are some of the things that like, man, I feel like in 2019, that's the future. I mean, exactly, exactly. If they taught us or like helped us with this in school, like there would be, there would be a lot of different, like there'd be so many different markets that, that we'd be able to hit because we, we were already prepared for And it. more authentic content because mm-hmm. there's a lot of just fake games being played out there, yeah. right? And you're teaching them legitimately how to build it at an age in which they're most likely to build like the most on, honest, raw, unfiltered content. Yeah, you know, um, yeah, man. I'm I gotta. It's, it's a long distance, but uh, when you get to Evanston, Chicago, you should it'll, know it. Like you should happen. like a like a North Shore. Like there's so much money and parents that sign their kids up for these like art center things that mm-hmm. are just like. Yeah. Um, you know, and it, it, like you come in with some seriously authentic uh, program, yeah, they would be lining up for we're, it. We're working on it. Yeah. We're working with a few different companies. Um, Club Photo Booth is one of my favorites right now. They've shown so much love. We've been working very heavily together, and um, they have. You walk in, and it's twenty different studio spaces all within one room, one building, and. It's, it's just crazy how every single room has a different environment to it, but it's all for photos. So um, we're working with them right now to create a new space for Canvas and um, just expand that with our idea and their idea, make it bigger. Yeah. You know, maybe you have multiple locations now um, instead of just being in Streamwood. So you're going to partner with them. Exactly. Do you guys have a location for that that partnership yet? Um, No, not yet. That's what it's just yeah. in... in talk right now but yeah. um club photo booth is actually located in uh stratford mall stratford square mall okay um in bloomingdale you guys should definitely look them up you can follow them on instagram at club photo booth and yeah look them up guys like they 
their their idea is amazing like their concept is beautiful so and it's similar to yours but it's all like learning how to be a photographer yes and and modeling i guess as well um yeah. it's it's a space for influencers so if you if you want to go in and create content period um this is definitely the place for that it's bloomingdale bloomingdale yeah okay you're really educating me on suburbs look come come out <laughs> <laughs> um well, that's that's awesome. So um, I think we'll pivot because um, we've talked about Future Kings and we've talked about Canvas, which I, you know, off the air, I want to learn a lot more about that. Mm-hmm. I think that's so cool. Um, let's talk about okay. You're, you're if people don't know, he's uh, he's a man of color, as they like to say these days, <laughs> uh, or I say in my family, he's brown. We like to say brown. Um, are you mixed with anything? Yes, I'm Puerto Rican, Dominican, and black. Okay. But I don't speak any Spanish. My mom never taught me. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but you got energy. Yes. Um, so, you you know, most of America sees you as a black a young kid. black man, yeah. Young black man. So, you know, I've got, you know, they're, they're going to see my kids, right? A young mm-hmm. black girl and a young black boy, especially at the end of the summer when yeah. they're a lot darker. And you know, when people, we crisp up a little bit. You don't bit. know how many times I've had... <clears throat> when, like, we're in a new place, like, they're at summer camp or whatever, and their friends see me the first, first time, and it's like, what? Like, they give me, like, three double takes, and, they, and the kids <laughs> are unfiltered, like, who is that? That's your dad? You know? He's like, yeah, that's my daddy, you know? And uh, so people can't really, like, put it together. But, mm-hmm. you know, as a, as a father of a boy, or two boys, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what, is there anything that you think about uh, you know, because when they're five and they're two, it's like everyone sees them as cute. So, like, really, their color, any sort of negative impact on their on them because of their color is 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 pretty rare. Uh, yeah. But my son's getting to that age where you know he's he's going to look more and more like a teenager, and it's something I'd never had to think about growing up. You know, and his mom, you know, we've had a few sort of. Um, back and forth where I felt that, you know, there was a little bit too much fear being discussed as opposed to um, maybe more productive ways to approach things. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I don't want to put it in his head like, oh, life's going to be hard on you. People are going to discriminate against you. Like, be fearful of going certain places. You know, like, I don't want him to grow up paranoid. Yeah. But I don't want him to grow up naive. I don't want him to grow up paranoid, right? And, like, in the workplace, I tell him, dude, yeah, you're going to, when you first walk into places, there's going to be a certain segment that make uh, automatic assumptions about you, right? Like, maybe not as intelligent, mm-hmm. maybe not as hardworking, um, whatever. Like, if you got a hoodie on, maybe oh is he a ba- if he's tall is he a basketball player like that's going to happen but you, i'd say like 95% of people if you show up with a positive energy and you know who you are right and you bring mm-hmm. your best self and you're a hard working individual and you've got principles that stuff melts away in an instant and they actually feel bad and you can use that as an advantage. Exactly. You know, because they don't, they didn't want to feel that way and they Mm -hmm. feel bad that they did. So now they almost want to overcompensate, you know, and you could use that as an advantage. So I know that's growing up in Long Beach. That has been our biggest asset. Um, My brother and I, we're very articulate. We get that a lot. Like you talk like a white guy, (laughs) you know, I get away with it, you know, and like 
the assumptions they 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 come immediately when we walk in the door. It's yeah. it's it's the way we were born, you know. Yeah. And um, that, like you said, it 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 definitely it just becomes our biggest asset. Being able to you know show them that this this statistic or this idea that you had of us walking in the door is it's not valid at all. It it changes the whole atmosphere. Yeah. And you know if if you're smart enough to you know like move off of that then like you're good it definitely it helps so i don't yeah i think like you don't want to build them with fear no like not at all i like i like that yeah yeah and you know and i like how you said that i think that um you got to have empathy for those that 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 have their biases too like we can't Mm -hmm. walk forth in life and be like oh that person doesn't like irish catholics which would be me right like well screw them right like you know, or they don't like mixed race kids because of X, Y, Z. And then it's just this sort of conflict that never gets resolved. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's, you, you, if you can't like stop at that, you walk in like, ah, oh, these, cause I catch myself. I say that because I catch myself cause I never had to experience that. And now that I've got these kids, my kids, and you walk into a place and you, you can go to that place of like, oh, she, she didn't want to help us out cause, or the service is delayed because. Mm-hmm. Or what, and then you're just playing this game with yourself. It's like, why live in that space? You know? Okay, maybe she's a little late, but when she gets here, I'm going to talk to her and she's going to love us. Yeah. And that's usually what happens, you know, because you're engaging them, you're empathetic to them, right? And, and I'm not saying... that you're personable. You're, you're yeah. completely different from the mindset that they had, that they, they placed on you, the stigma that they had on you when you walked in the door. And we can't, like, I'm going to put you on the spot because I have plenty of examples, but talk about... Like, let's flip the script. Like, when you've, when somebody's walked into a place that you're at, or you've walked into a place and you've judged people because of something that really had no foundation other than your, mm-hmm. it's not your fault. It's like our brains are programmed to do that. Yeah. We just have to run it through, like you had said before, uh, confidence comes from experience. Exactly. So you got to run it through your experience filter and be like, well, that's nonsense, you know, mm-hmm. and then take steps to, eliminate that from your yeah. brain. The only way you could do that is you engage with that person. Exactly. So do you have any examples of like where you would walk in and be judging and be like, and then proven wrong? Because I love that feeling of being proven wrong, Yes. Man. Oh, my goodness. Um, I'm not going to lie. School was um, my biggest for me. We, When we lived in California, we moved schools a lot. I don't think I stayed in a school more than a year uh, until my last two years there. Then we were, we were there for two years. Mm-hmm. But um, like we had moved to Niles, California, and it was – primarily white community um i walk in and like they they expected me to like oh this is this is alan to do and i would sit down and the conversation that the kids had immediately oh what's up dude like yeah like let me get my black on for exactly exactly and then i would be like hey how's it going man my name is alan (laughs) (laughs) oh snap bro, you talk like a white kid. <laughs> like that, that was yeah. the biggest thing for me when I was in school. It's like I heard that that one saying more than anything ever. Yeah. And um, it, and it, you could it, easily just start developing resentment against that, right? I, like, yeah, but, I mean, it didn't bother me too much. I'm not going to lie because it's – like I don't speak color. Like I'm, I don't speak purple. I don't speak black. I don't speak white. I don't speak yellow. Yeah. Um, I just speak educated. You know, I, yeah. I'm articulate. And you're not – and you're not ashamed of that. Not you know? at all. Like, you don't feel like you got to be a chameleon. Oh, they want me to be that way, so therefore I'm going to... Exactly. Which shows that your mother and your relationship with your brother was clearly 
laid a foundation for you of the type of confidence, not mm-hmm. the confidence of like, I can jump on stage in front of like my idol and be cool. The confidence of like, I love who I am and mm-hmm. I don't have to change that for anybody. And and know? that's power to be honest for me. Like, um, it, it just shows that like, I know that I can, I can step into a room and, and I can speak to somebody and actually speak and have a conversation with that person. Yeah. Um, like I know a lot of like, the expectations are for us to speak a certain way or to to not be as educated and all that, but like, it's it's power to us when we prove that wrong. Yeah, you know, people don't expect it now. I think in twenty nineteen, it's a lot more expected, but growing up, it, it just it wasn't at all. I don't know, man. I feel like I feel like the Obama years sort of like numbed reality a little bit for people. Like the people that had biases sort of quieted down Mm -hmm. and the people that, you know, and everyone else thought like everything's rosy. And then and then Trump came along, love him or hate him, you know, and and uh, he became a beacon. excuse, like. Right. Like, oh, I can be hateful. Like all that stuff I wanted to say or I was saying behind in the back channels, texting my friends and emailing them and all that. Now I, now I feel like I can say that stuff more so out in the open. But even so, right, a lot of people will go, yeah, you know, like anyone that wears a Make America Great Again hat is X. Anyone that's a Trump is racist. And I, I don't believe that because— I don't either. I feel like that just makes us exactly what we hate. Right. Like we're, we're placing bias on these people. Right. Like we, we don't know if they're wearing that hat just because of their politic, like, views, political views, like, in general. Yeah. You know, because don't get me wrong, Trump has some really good ideas, you know, and yeah. he's, I don't think he is a stupid man. I don't think this man is racist at all. Like, he, if you're a racist, you don't affiliate with the other race. Like, yeah. I'm sorry, but you see him with, like, some rappers and things like that. Like, you know, you, you see this man out there. And, like, I don't, I don't hate that man, you know. Like, I don't hate those who support him. Yeah. I yeah, I'll use my parents as an example. So they're not, like, supporters of him personally like his character. Yeah. Right. But, you know, after eight years of policies that they weren't fans of, mm-hmm. and, and, of Obama, but it, it was because, you know, like they wanted to see different policies. It wasn't yeah. him, the human being. They even said they respected him as a father and a human being. And then Trump comes along. And I think the difficult thing is like, damn, this dude's, you know, like he, he, he just comes off like a, a moron sometimes. Yeah. Like just like, He's behaving in a way that you never want your kids or grandkids to behave. Definitely. And that was the thing I, I've never been able to, to, to get over. And I think I became a little like um, what you talked about. Like I became the hateful person because I felt like like righteous enough, you know, like how dare you support. Right. And then but then I look at my parents and I'm like, well, I, well, I can't paint them with that brush because I, if I really pay attention to what's reality, they're wonderful parents and they've had these two mixed race kids for the last 11 years of their Mm -hmm. lives and they've given them nothing but love and taking them places and you know like there's never take them to church like there's never been a moment i've ever seen them hesitant to love these children yeah so it yes you can support a man's policies and put aside his you know character flaws and let's not forget i mean just because he just puts all his out in the open yeah you know like 
I think what we've seen in the last few years where, you know, that people's true realities are getting exposed exactly. because of technology that, you know, all these presidents that we thought were like, oh, they were so dignified and so da da da, right? Like a lot of them were scumbags, right? Mm-hmm. But they had, you know, it's like the human being, right? We can be wonderful, but we're mm-hmm. many different people, yeah. right? And that dark side could take over for a while, mm-hmm. but it doesn't define the entirety of you. And exactly. hopefully you grow past it. Um, and uh, Trump's just like, he understands how to play the media, popular opinion. Mm-hmm. He's been doing it for years, but he does it unabashedly, Yeah, you know? And to some degree, maybe like, you do need that leadership once in a while that says, I don't give up. Mm. You know, yeah. I don't support him for the record, but that, you know, so I, but I, I like how we're having this conversation because it's, we can look at him with empathy. We can look at his supporters with empathy yeah. and know that, oh, just because you showed up at a rally and you're wearing the hat and maybe you said something stupid. I still believe if Alan and Justin and our kids went over to your house for dinner, like there would be love. Yeah. I, I think it's very rare that there wouldn't be love. So yes. if we focus on that, then there, we can move forward. There's many, like, like Uber, for example. I'll, I'll get in the car, you know, with the Uber driver, and um, we'll get in a conversation, and they'll, you know, I'm Trump supporter. And then, like, we'll have the conversation. And it's not till after, you know, we just had this wonderful conversation that he told me that. So I know that for a fact... Like, you don't resent me. Like, I don't resent you. Like, we're cool. Like, this is this is amazing how many people, like, co- like coexist in this world with different views. Like, yeah. there's, it, it's it's insane. Like That is funny, though, because I'll have those, in, and then you hear that, and it's like, ah. Uh, yeah, exactly. You know, and I'm like, well, what's that? I mean, like, it, there's a reason they like them, and who am I to judge? I ain't perfect mm-hmm. there's a lot of things that i'm sure that you like that i don't like and there's some things that i like that you probably don't like you know yeah. it's it's human nature yeah you know we are our brains are ecosystems like every single one is a completely different thing you know like i don't think the way you think i don't think the way frankie thinks we, we all think completely we don't different. want to think the way frankie thinks <laughs> it's, it's 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 something else inside that head i don't know <laughs> It's not human. (laughs) Um, Yeah, you know, and I think it comes down to empathy. And, you know, if if people can lead with more empathy towards one another, then they're not going to, you know, politics likes to create division. Oh, definitely. You know, there's profit in division. So the only, if you want to be a true revolutionary, it's not grabbing a sign and yelling at the other side. It's Mm -hmm. how do I get that? How do I, how do I love that other side? And that's what Martin Luther King did. Yeah. You know, he came to Chicago and they were throwing stuff at him, but he was approaching it all with love and empathy and understanding, you know, and that's how he made progress. Mm -hmm. Um, So let's talk about, I showed you Blaze. How, How far are we in, Frankie? Time check. 30. Okay. Um, so I, I showed you uh, Blaze beforehand. And um, first, I, I, you know, like, why don't you sort of give me your reaction as a father, as um, a young um, 
you not that far removed from your youth, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and and then as a leader of these dance companies, where you're trying to nurture these kids and get them to build the right habits and skills. This this app, this website that you've created is absolutely amazing. For for me, I know one of the biggest things that I try to build in our students and you know those who we work with is self accountability. Yeah. Like being able to hold yourself accountable for the things that you want to do or the things that you need to do. Um, it's it's just not as common anymore. You know, a yeah. lot of people like a lot of youth were were born entitled like this should be given to us like right. this it should already be here. My my mom and dad already gave it to me. So why 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 did they stop? You know, and there's there's a big portion of that that you need to like to have so that you can grow up, you know, and um this blaze it it helps with that and it and it's in such an encouraging way and it and that's just one of that's just the tip of the iceberg like that's just one of the things that i'm impressed with with this you know like the communication like ex- being able to express how you feel is that's hard especially nowadays with you know depression being the way it is and yeah. like like the mental state of our youth like that it's hard you know and it's just it's a thing so for them to be able to, at a young age, be able to um, communicate how they feel, like... Yeah, I only had, like, originally I had eight uh, emojis, like feelings emojis. Mm-hmm. And um, well, first my son's like, you know, when I pick it, I want to be able to journal real quick why I picked it. Because I may not want to tell you face-to-face, but I would tell you through that. And knowing that you may be looking at it, right, that, that is a way for me to express it. Yeah. And it allows me to really process, well, why am I feeling this way? And then I can go take action to try to change it. Mm-hmm. And then the high school kids that are using it, they were requesting one for, uh, like, so-so or meh or, like, eh. That's yeah. sort of like, mm, you know, like, I don't know how I feel. Yeah. And then another one for anxiety, like, you know, or – and there was another one for, like, overwhelmed or confused, right? So they're, like, into it, but they want – more options to yeah. express because there's so many feelings like not yeah that it, it's hard it's it's hard to express that and these emojicons <laughs> they they definitely help you yeah like it's it's putting a picture on your soul for a second and if you if that's your first step then it's like man yeah well I, i'm tired a lot now you can go in and try to find a trail under vitality that says like okay work out once yeah you know or you know, less sugar, hydrate myself better, right? Like now you're living in the solution mm-hmm. rather than just stopping at, like, yeah, I'm tired, you know, whatever. Or you go in and set the goal to not be. Mm-hmm. Um, so first of all, like I would love at, at like no cost to like um, customize this for like your kids at that would be amazing. Canvas House, man, because that would be really gratifying because what you're trying to do is you're trying to build skills, life skills in these kids while they're, mm-hmm. you're, you're teaching them like technical yeah. skills. And if, if they have this to like stay on the ball, because if they're moving themselves forward, if they become more like if, if five out of seven days a week, you're, you're, you're journaling like a positive memory and a picture of something good that's happened to you. Mm-hmm and doing a little positive vision of yourself, and that's all you did and picking your moods, you're probably going to end up being, like, a more resilient, productive exactly. kid. 
And you know? like I think the craziest part about this is, you know, like when you were younger and your your dad told you to do something, and like he told you to do something, you know that now dad told me I have to do that. So I like that's that's the accountability I need. My dad's gonna hold me there for yeah. that. Now they're doing this and you know, dad might be, you know, watching or dad might be looking at it, but when they figure out that, whoa, this is me, like yeah. I'm doing this and I'm holding myself to these goals and like my my tracks every day, like that that helps build that. Like they're gonna it's going like it's gonna be a moment where they're no longer gonna need Blaze and like when they're you know, they're older yeah. and these traits have been built because of what this has done for them. And that'll become like when they get off track, they're like, Man, when's the last time I logged a positive memory or set exactly. a little goal for myself? I better take a little trail and like mm-hmm. walk around the block and notice a few things I never noticed and breathe and look at the sky because yeah. I'm getting tangled up, you know? Mm-hmm. But it becomes like not I'm an adult and I have never built these skills and I'm trying to scramble to sort things exactly. out. It's a foundation that they know they can return to. Yeah. Again, like I was saying in the beginning, we work a lot off formulas. This helps build that. Yeah. Like this literally helps them build, okay, this worked for me. Yeah. You know, if the, if a trail was, you know, go outside, look at the sky for 60 seconds and breathe and think about it and log down what I wrote or log down what I felt when I did. Yeah. Like if that works, now I know. You know, I even, I have a log that proves it, like and how I felt. Yeah, it's not saying go do it for the next seven years of your life. Mm-hmm. Go do it once and log how you felt, and then it's going to plant that seed. Like, okay, I could go back to that one. Ex- exactly. You know? um, and as a leader, it allows you to lead and not demand. Mm-hmm. It's not a carrot and stick. It's not like I'm telling you what to do. It's exactly. It's almost like I come and I tell my kids, like, "You guys, have you guys blazed yet today? And they're like, oh, yeah, I got to get in there. You know, so it's not like, did you get your chores done, son? Yeah. You know, it's like, get in. Let's. And I asked my son, well, why do you like logging in? He goes, because it makes me happy because it's me. Like, you know, like, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, so it's a really positive tool for a leader. But Definitely. what you can end up doing is you can create. So I want it to be adaptable to any local context. So like in your instance at Canvas, you could... We could have the standard ones, right, the trails, but then we could come up with a, like two or three categories that only show up to kids that are at Canvas, and we start coming up with them. And then you actually, part of your deal is you have them come up with trails. Yeah. Right. So now they're building this for themselves mm-hmm. based on the problems that they want to solve in their lives or the things that they want to achieve. So it becomes this living, breathing uh, organism yeah. that reflects them in many ways. So what I can do, uh, so it's in beta, and one of the new releases is the ability for me to change the theme. So it would be the background, the colors, and the font. Hey. So we could customize a look and feel for you guys. Um, and then I can, like I said, I can create categories. Um, so like that whole theme we could change, as Frankie's bringing it up. Those are active trails. Um, I don't have the trail discovery, but we... Um, another thing I want to do is have peer-to-peer trail buddies. Like right now, I don't have that. It's just like Mm -hmm. adult to child. So you could group these kids up and have, and be like, yeah, you guys could be trail buddies on some of these. We we do a thing like that in Canvas. We call it accountability buddies. Yeah. And like, we've obviously we don't have an app for this. These are the kids holding themselves accountable. So if they have something like this, something that helps them feel like more, I guess official would be the word, you know, Alan, but um, more official, 
like this this is this is it yeah this is the thing yeah be, and then you know what we can do is on the rewards we could partner with like local businesses and say hey mm-hmm. like ice cream shop you know can you throw that a, would be amazing. can you throw a reward in there that if the kids for a thousand points the kids get half off a cone or they get buy one, get one free. Mm-hmm. And now you got local business supporting the growth and development of these children. Oh, yes. But they're also, they're, they can they can get their brand out there, but in a very positive way. Definitely. This isn't advertising. It's not clickbait. It's like, no, like we want, and then they could, we like, hey, you know, I mean, I mean, local fire department, you want to ride a couple of trails, right? So like, look at your community. That's what I want it to be reflected of yeah. is your community around you. You know, who wants to help create some content in here side by side with these kids to get them on the right track? Exactly. And like, the byproduct of that is you get to show this community mm-hmm. that you're a brand that, that they can trust. Exactly. Like, I know that when you hear, um, like, product of your environment, like, it's it's a negative term. Like, it, it definitely is. Yeah. Like, he, he became Even if you this. were in a rich area, it's like people are like, yeah. Like, I used to tell people, yeah, I grew up in Glencoe, but it was, like, not the rich side. Like, yeah. you're almost like... But if you grow up poor, you're like, you know, you're trying to be like, exactly. well, yeah, I don't go back there anymore. So if, like, if we can change that yeah. and make, you know, this environment is like the most, like, pure, it's creative, it's it's here. Like, you, like that that whole term, like, the feeling of it would change. Yeah. He became a product of his environment. He is great. Yes. You know what I'm saying? In every single way. Yeah. You yeah. know, like, I think... This this is the start of it. This is the beginning. This is the origin. This is, and you know wherever you identify on the individual child or as the group, like, what do we need to work on? Like, what, what like for you guys to be successful in life, what are going to be some of these barriers? And it could mm-hmm. be external. It could be internal, right? So what are those? Is it, it? Are you afraid of? Let's say you're a kid of color that grew up all around other brown kids. So are you uncomfortable around white people mm-hmm. or do you have an anger towards them so it's an empathy thing so are there trails in which we can move we could address that yeah and we want to ask you we don't want to just prescribe it and say go do it be like let's sit down and think about that like mm-hmm. what are like three little actions we could take tomorrow or in the next three days that would move us away from that feeling because we know deep down that they're not that like our brain is telling us some stuff that's not entirely true exactly you know so you create the problem solving um, in different ways than just hate, you know. Exactly, and that's and I think that canvas the ways that you described it, like like you, I I, uh, I incorporate it as a benefit corporation, which it basically says that you know if I take money and I have shareholders that I will always put money and resources to a cause, and the cause was the achievement gap mm-hmm. between uh, white and brown kids in the U.S. Um, and to close that. And that comes in a variety of ways. But I also want to have a nonprofit, too. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, people that want to remember, this has got to be a business. It's got to make money. Yes, we're going to make it make money. But at this stage, it's beautiful because I haven't taken anybody's money. Mm-hmm. It's all mine. And so we can identify a situation like Canvas House and get it in there and do it pure for the right reasons. Exactly. And then the money will come. Right. And maybe it comes from people wanting to sponsor trails. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and put up rewards for these kids or whatever. But dude, it would be a it would be fun to, to customize this. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. How many how many folks you got in it now? Right now we have about 20, 25. Um, uh-huh. There's there's about 10 of us that that work it. 
you know, um, the team is all different portions of what what we are. You know, we have again, we have cinematography, photography, um, dance. We have acting and performance, and like we have a vocal area, which would be audio engineering. Yeah. Uh, aside from you know vocal practice and things like that, and like we we try to nurture all of these kids as as much as possible, you know, it, within and outside of their craft. You know what? We dive in right here before the summer, and we create some pretty amazing success stories. As yeah. you know, like coming together, and then we share that with the world, and then we get Canvas House spreading exactly <laughs> you know what i mean because I, i'm a believer man i i want to come out and and visit i want it. you to come out to hq I've yeah. been, i'm trying to get this man out too i'll drag him out he'll come <laughs> he'll do a little video we'll be productive with it um yeah i i think that that uh You've been an awesome guest, man. I, man, I, thank you for having me. I love walking into these situations knowing nothing. And then, <laughs> and then you just see the beauty in people, mm-hmm. you know, in the conversation. And uh, we got to get our kids together. Definitely. Yeah. Man, they... I'll bring them out, you know? No, for real. Like, yeah. bring them out. I know that they'll have fun. My son, like, he comes to every meeting. Okay. And he, this man, he's... He's creative, and it's crazy to see a five-year-old that's creative and this, like, engaged with everything. Oh, my son loves making little videos and editing them, and so does my Like, they will be like, it'll be like heaven. Oh, yes. yeah. Okay, man. we gotta, we got to make it happen. Um, so let's, before we wrap, uh, if you want to remind everybody of all the things that, that you're doing so that, uh, like, sites, mm-hmm. Instagram, uh, handles, whatever, like, whatever you want to. Well, guys, my name is Alan. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Alan underscore the official. That's A-L-L-E-N underscore the official. Um, my dance crew is The Future Kings. You guys can follow us on all platforms, YouTube, Facebook, everything at The Future Kings with a Z. Um, if you guys are looking for, you know, the America's Got Talent episode, just that's all on YouTube now as well. If you type in The Future Kings, America's Got Talent, do 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 And then um, for Canvas House, you guys can look us up on all platforms as well at KNVS House. And that's if you guys want to communicate with us, just contact us on anything, and um, we're we're very adamant on getting back to everybody. So, and I'll say that you know, like you're you're an inspiration to me. Thank you. You know, I mean, you're a young man, 21, 22, 20, 22. You've got a five year old and a, almost a two year old boy. You have already accomplished so much. Thank you. You're humble. You give credit where credits due. You you gave your brother a lot of love. You know. Um, your heart is pure, obviously. I'd love to meet your mom sometimes because she sounds oh, like a, like I'd have to like get on my knees and bow to her. Like, <laughs> no. you, you made some magic happen. Um, but honestly, man, I mean, you, you you show everyone out there that, you know, if you have kids at a young age, you can you can handle it. You yeah. don't need to run the other way because beautiful things await. Definitely. You know? And it's this is a reward. Like, it's a reward to be a father. I know you know that. There's so many gifts in, you know, being a parent. You know, it's hard. Just like everything is. There's nothing that's given to you. But being a parent, it's one of the most rewarding things in this world. And you, you can hear that from anyone that, that does It's spiritual this. because you have to live outside of self. Mm-hmm. You have to give and put another first. And some yes. people just can't make that transition for some reason yeah i mean quick story i was walking 
when I was walking to school, I, it was like halfway through the walk, I realized that my daughter had grabbed my hand in the beginning of the walk and I've been holding her hand. And it gives me such peace and joy because yeah. I have to pause for a second and be like, this won't always be. So on this beautiful, somewhat dreary, rainy day, it was beautiful to me because I'm walking and I've got my seven-year-old daughter's soft little hand where she initiated it. Yeah. And it's just like, you have to pause and just like let that soak in once in mm -hmm. a while as a parent. I know? definitely have those, those moments where I just... I think, I overthink, like, my son just came over to me, fell asleep on me, and this is where he wanted to sleep. He has a bed, he has his own room, and it's super-duper cool and comfortable, but he wants to sleep <laughs> He wants here. his daddy. Exactly. Yeah. Um, we're going to end it with one thing. I'm going to ask you, uh, tell me uh, one thing that you're grateful for, some positive that happened in your life in the last 24 hours, and then at uh, the other end of that, like, what sort of little goal you want to set for yourself. It could be tomorrow way in the future it could be little it could be big but like put a vision out there for yourself um one thing that i'm grateful for is family i think this is the perfect like check mark for today is, is family um i'm actually gonna go pick my boys up right after this so um a positive thing that's happened is man i just had it in my head too um what, what was the other thing uh vision so like what what would you who do you want to be what do you want to be tomorrow or 10 years from now. Man, I want to change the world. I want to change the world. I want to change the stigma on, like, what what our youth is. I know that, um, like, for me, like, my parents' generation, you guys had work ethic, and it was within, like, like the workforce. You know, you guys, my mom was always working. Yeah. And then all my friends' parents, they were always working. Like, this generation, it's like, we're, we're creatives. We're, we are built to inspire, you know, change. And, like, that's our goal. I want to change the world and, like, give people a vision that, you know, they had the ability to do that. And they mm -hmm. showed that with, like, every single move. You know? And it may not be enjoyable your first few years because Definitely. you're building muscles and you're building skills. It's just like working out. Like, when you're working out at first, you know, you, you tear your muscle and that, that gets, it grows back stronger. So, like, this is, this is a workout. Yeah. You know, we, we got to tear this muscle so that it comes back and it's, it's built the right way. Yeah. Amen to that. Uh, we'll wrap it up there. And uh, hey, man. Man, thank you so much. Absolute pleasure. Me. Can't wait to visit Canvas House. Definitely. I can't wait get, to have you guys. I'm excited. Yeah. and get the. I, I can already see the look on the kids' faces. They, they just think I'm cool now, man. <laughs> um, and thank you to Frankie. You cool, man. Friend, fellow 427, birthday, all love, does my social media, my videos, produces my podcast. He's a superman. Uh, Frankie, Frankie Fabre, and uh, I want to thank you, Frank. You're welcome. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, we're signing off another podcast, and uh, that's it. Have a good one, everyone. Hey, Blaze family. Thanks for listening to my podcast. Be sure to visit blazefamily.com and sign up for our free beta.